Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bisexual Fetishist Podcast. This is going to be episode 10. Um, before we begin, I'd like to say that yesterday the podcast has passed 90 plays within a one day's time, the biggest amount of plays in a 24 hour period it's had. So I'd like to thank you all for continuing to watch this podcast and to share it with others. Um, between episode one and nine, I calculated it yesterday. There's a total of nine hours of material, which is pretty amazing. Um, so anyway, welcome to the 10th episode. And my guest for the 10th episode is, um, do you want to be known as your username bound Aggie or your real name? Uh, either one is fine. Okay, so Carson is also good too. Yes, yeah. Bound uh, Aggie okay. is the main screen name on on most of the platforms. And then uh, my real name is Carson. <laughs> uh, okay, I just wanted to double check because some people, they don't like to use real names and right you know, right yes I always have to respect what people want <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay so um i assume that you've watched the ever episodes right i have listened uh, to only a few of the episodes before coming on um i was able to listen to the first two actually while i was at work <laughs> okay but... so you know the just that i normally ask my guests on here like the first one is usually like how they got into like the in in your case how did you get into like the bondage scene mm-hmm. yes 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 um yeah well i'd love to answer that um so i started so i'm already currently and i'm actually about to be 23 this month um when this is being filmed um oh, cool. so i had had a huge interest since going through puberty and the bondage scene. Um, so for me, uh, it was very, you know, propagated by, I think, cartoons and any other form of media. So a lot of any movie where, you know, some sort of bondage act took place, I really like gags a lot. So the duct tape, uh, the hand over the mouth, you know, anything like that um, was really, really erotic for me at a very young age. Um, and then same with cartoons that I know the bandana was always like a symbol for for gags. Um, so that was a huge kind of, I guess, motif for me. Um, so I, I really like the gags. and I really like the, the bondage aspect of it. Um, but I really also kind of started with, I think, um, with kidnapping was kind of the, the modern theme. Uh, that I noticed. So I knew that I really enjoyed seeing people kind of get kidnapped in media and um, whether it be cartoons or movies or TV shows. And I I really liked uh, seeing those sort of things and just kind of felt that excitement that you feel, um, especially when you kind of don't know what those feelings are just yet. So it's just kind of an exciting feeling. So by the time I got a little bit older and started actually getting into like looking at porn and things like that, that's where I started looking at very softcore things with, um, with uh just simple bondage with with not much sexual sexuality to it just simple you know ties and the gags and things like that um and that's when i stumbled across uh i remember captured guys very vividly so i came across a lot of their videos um and then tumblr as well um was also a huge source for me when i was going through uh that kind of journey of exploration And then I didn't get to explore with it finally until I was 17 or 18 
uh, when I first got actually tied up and, and gagged and really just fell in love with it. And then I went to college and I was able to explore with it a lot more and then kind of build a little bit of a platform for myself um, with Bound Aggie. And um, it used to be under, I so I started with a, a Tumblr account I think early in college and it was under the name tie me please sub boy, which is very lengthy. And, um, yeah, I, it is very lengthy. <laughs> very lengthy. Um, and especially as I was transitioning into getting on recon and things like that, um, I felt it was time for a name change. So I ended up shortening it to bound Aggie. And then over time I've been able to accumulate a lot of different kind of sessions and I've really enjoyed it. And I've been able to try a lot of different things and there's so many more things that I enjoy now that I haven't, I wasn't able to explore when I was younger. So I'm very thankful for my journey so far. So what would be like your favorite bondage role play scenario then? Definitely. So like I said about the, seeing the kidnapping take place uh, early on, that was always kind of the modern theme for me. So I really like the Dom sub dynamic, but I also like the kidnapping uh, role play and that kind of consensual non-consent kind of role play is very erotic to me. And it's the type, I mean, I've been able to do a lot of different things. So there's very few things that I feel like I haven't had the chance to try just yet. I know there still are, but there's still so much that I have been able to accomplish. So that's kind of something I've wanted to explore a little bit more into. And it's very difficult to find people and scenarios where that's easy to kind of accomplish. Um, but yeah, that's I kind understand. Of a role play. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. a role play I would love to try more of. And something I think would be very, very fun and can can be erotic to do. I have been able to do it one time and it was while I was in college and it was um, not my favorite scenario. It was very um, emphasized on the role play aspect. So by that, it was like there he was making fake phone calls and he was saying things that like would make sense in a role play kind of hostage situation, but it, it wasn't very sexy or hot at the time and I wasn't really enjoying it that much. So I don't know. I didn't enjoy it the most. I think it depends on, it's very dependent on who you're doing it with. So as long as you can find a good partner, then it can be fun, but it's definitely, that's, that's the kind of the role play I'd want to explore a little bit more depth into. Yeah. I, I can understand with trying to get that role play the right way. Cause I also yeah. love those role play scenarios. And I get you with like, if you don't know someone who understands that kind of role play scenario, it oftentimes can go wrong. And when it goes wrong, it kind of ruins the moment. Uh, 100%. You know, if I mean, with a thing like kidnapping and I live in Houston, so I'm in a big city and being so urban, there's not really a way to do it. You know, it's, it's really hard. I living in my college town was much easier because I mean, it was a small town, so it was easy to kind of find those niche areas where you can be grabbed without like not a lot of many people being there. So it was a little bit easier in that sense. Um, but yeah, in a, in a big city, there it's it's surprisingly difficult, and it's surprisingly difficult to find people in the kink community uh, who are willing to do it. But I I, I do understand, and I, I I get from a dom's perspective why they would be apprehensive with with trying to do that sort of scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, so 
another curious thing is like um with your kidnapping fantasies like is there like a specific like um scene that you would like like would you like to be like in a basement or in like a room somewhere like is there like a specific area that you would love to be in for the scenario for me i am i th- i think pretty flexible i uh gravitated towards the kind of hotel motel scene um especially being in college and it was a lot easier to find people who were i mean my college town was kind of small so it was kind of hard to i mean there were when people were into kink or bondage they were usually from out of town visiting so they were usually already in a hotel um so i'm no stranger to a hotel scene and uh, a motel i love as well um, something about the kind of grimy grunge, I think, can be kind of fun um, in a weird way. <laughs> but I think, um, I don't know, I think that something public could be kind of fun. Like, um, I've always thought being tied in public would be very, very hot. I don't know how that would play down, like play out. Um, but I always thought that would be a really fun scene. Um, and then... I've heard of some people doing cabins in the woods. I've heard some people being the basements. We're in, we're in Texas, so we don't really have basements. We barely have attics here, so oh it's yeah, hard that's to right. The- I heard about that from the south. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I forgot but, you were in the south because up in the northeast we have tons of basements. Tons of basements. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so completely different. I do think I I listened to someone a little video and this girl was talking about her her kinkiest thing she's done and she was mentioning that she was kept in a basement and I for like a, a day or so and I was like that could be fun I think that'd be enjoyable I think I'd be okay with it um for me it's very emphasized on the bondage aspect so uh, I think bondage is very hot I think the idea some somewhat of group stuff could be very hot so for me when I think kidnapping I like the kind of fear that comes along with it a little bit and the the butterflies in the stomach and um, the fear, the feeling of being overpowered and dominated in that sense. So I think that having more than one person do a kidnapping would be very, very erotic, but kind of adds an extra layer of complexity that makes it extra difficult to complete. So, um, yeah, when I think I've, I've gotten a little, like, I never drew out the blueprints for kind of what a kidnapping would look like. And I, I notice myself being very flexible with what I'm willing to do. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so like you don't have like, you know, like your ideal person of who would. Like, I do. I mean, like, I do think uh, who knows what they're doing is definitely the most erotic thing. Yeah. I mean, someone who's just like, you could probably find some 20 year old who would be willing to kidnap you, but if they don't know a thing about safety, then that's not good either. So exactly, it is. It is extra. Imp- I w- if someone's going to do it, I want it to be safe, of course. I mean, when you're dealing with consensual non-consent, which is still something fairly new to me too, that I'm still navigating. Um, it is 100% a difficult thing to kind of to to do, and uh, yeah, um, you'd have to know what you're doing to to do those properly. Um, I think. I think that, I mean, I really like muscular builds. I think that adds a la- layer of kind of dominance when you can be overpowered physically. Um, so someone who's kind of, I guess, strong. Um, I like the rugged look. So I love the daddies and I love the kind of leather 
um, leather sir kind of um, persona and embodiment. Okay, yeah, that a lot of men can have. I think it was a fun. Yeah. Yeah, because I have similar fantasies, and for mine, it's mostly like, um, like a really older guy, and um, I, I do not know why this would turn me on, but for some reason, uh, in the fantasy, I get more turned on if it's an older guy that I'm not attracted to. Like for some reason, me not wanting okay. to be with that person would make it like even more right. erotic for me. Right. I don't know if it's the same to you or not. Yeah, like a layer of, oh, don't do it kind of thing. Yeah, I and I'm, I mean, I have what I think is hot and I have what I think is erotic. I am very, I mean, I've been tied up by so many different types of people. And coming from, I was from a very small town. So when I first started at 17, 18, it was um, hard to find people willing to just do those sort of kinks with you, especially in a small, a very small, very repressed, you know, town. Um, so I've been tied up by lots of different people. And for me, I just really, it, whether it's sexual or not, I really enjoy bondage. So if you can be good at it, I mean, or, or know, know how to tie someone, someone up, know how to, you know, properly gag somebody like those are all seem kind of silly, but can be really important to, to a scene or to a play. And, um, I really enjoy being tied up and gagged. So for me, it doesn't matter as much who it is, as long as they, you know, I guess are dominant in the sense of what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how many episodes you've watched, you've listened to this of the past. Um, like, uh, how many of my episodes have you watched in the past of this podcast? The first two. Okay. So I don't know if you heard the story or not. <laughs> I shared it on one or two episodes. Um, I, I think you heard about my van story before that I told on here. No, but I'd love to hear it again. <laughs> well, this is probably like the third or fourth time on the podcast. <laughs> but, uh... I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. But anyway, so um, I had this guy who was really into um, having their sub um tied up in a van and um the more that i talked with this person online the more creepier it got um oh. i like i said before in a previous episode i live in a rural community and he found that too many people around <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if that would be towards your alley or not to actually love that <laughs> stuff well or... <laughs> I, I love a van I love a van, but if if I get the if I get the um, sketchiness, if, if something's too sketchy for me, then and I've done a lot of sketchy things. But if something's a little even too sketchy for me, like oh, that might be a little uh, worrisome. But <laughs> I, okay, I don't know. Like... I I might you know steer clear. I know when to you know call it quits. Yeah, you you know when stranger danger alerts happen. Yes, actual stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, like maybe like a van in like an empty parking garage or something. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't want to get robbed either. I mean, I don't have much to lose, but don't take it. Don't take what little I have, please. <laughs> yeah, maybe like leave your wallet at home or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so 
so with these um with these bondage kidnapping fantasies like it is it mostly like do they keep you for themselves do they like hold you hostage or something <laughs> so like, um it has gotten a little more sexual over time i do don't i like i kind of enjoy some uh sexuality to it a little bit i but i also don't need sexuality when it comes to bondage i don't need any kind of sex involved whatsoever um okay. so with bondage i love and find it very peaceful sometimes but also erotic at the same time it's just very fun to be um bound to gag it's just very enjoyable so like it's just kind of a, a hobby enjoyable thing for me pastime at this point um so any i mean as long as it's encompassing that if if sex is something sexual is involved that's okay too that's that's you know perfectly fine um however i have to i have to have um a release at some point not sexual but like a a captivity release like i have to be released at some point so and I, it's so hard for me like i've talked to a few people where they they're looking for the 24 7 total power exchange the live-in situation that's not as much for me ironically um i have other outside goals and aspirations and things that i'm working to achieve uh one of which being school and um i'm trying to finish school right now well graduate school so I mean, I have other priorities that don't really allow me to do those kind of total power exchange things. So when I think about a kidnapping scene, it's always very temporary, which for me is fine. I mean, that's I, it's completely okay with me. Um, but that's kind of when I envision anything like that kind of happening, I'm always like, okay, the longest, maybe a day or a weekend, maybe a week. And then I think if I were to get into a relationship at some point, then that kind of could feed into another element of uh, fantasy where you kind of are the kidnapped kind of prisoner for a longer period of time. Cause at least you have a partner in that sense. So I think that could be enjoyable, but that's not something I've ever navigated before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, with, with it, like, would you love being like blindfolded too? Like, um, like I'm trying to think of something like, I know for me, like if I'm blindfolded, you know, like hearing like the dom like whisper in my voice would just make me like very erotic and horny. Like, like, do do you think that like putting like a blindfold would add to that extra intensity of it all? I think it would. Um, and I I think blindfolds is such an easy thing to incorporate. And I mean, I for me when I was starting off with self bondage. Um, early, early on, um, bandanas were all I had. Bandanas and belts were kind of all I had. So I remember using bandanas. I I would blindfold myself uh, before going to sleep. So it would pretend like being tied up kind of. I would tie my legs up with like a belt or a bandana um, to kind of simulate like a self-bondage kind of thing. Um but I, I had like two bandanas, I think, and I was able to use that as like a as like a, a leg thing and a blindfold. But for me, that was a lot of fun. So like blindfolds, I mean, they just I add a really enjoyable layer of the anonymity, um, but also fear, for lack of a better word, of kind of what's going to happen next, um, which can be really erotic and can be really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um 
are there gags that you would not try? Like I know for me, um, one time I was gagged with a ball gag and it actually hurt my jaw really bad. So I'm a little leery about trying ball gags again. Like, are there certain gags that you just won't do? I have found, so there are some ball gags that are too big. I haven't had an issue with ball gags personally, but I have had an issue with the, and I don't know what it's called. It's the gag that they can twist your mouth open, like kind of pry your mouth open. I don't know what they're called. Um, like a ring gag? Like a ring gag, but it's something they can either loosen or tighten so they can, they can. Uh, oh, it's like a clamp almost. Right. They can change how open your mouth is. And I've gotten to a point where they went to click too far and I thought they were going to break something because it, it was just so much pain. It hurt so bad. Um, Ouch. But I, I don't, I don't care for those as much. Um, anything else? Oh, I think um, I get a little nervous when it comes to those uh, butt plug dildo kind of gags. Um, just oh, like because- the pump gags almost right like it has a pump yeah or the one that's supposed to kind of face fuck you at the same time it's those worry me just because if you because i have thrown up by someone kind of going too far before so i know like i know it's a possibility and if you throw up and something is in your mouth then i assume that you choke so things like that kind of worry me and the logistics of it i think about um but i i just think that having something like in my throat would be a little painful after a period of time but i haven't what had about, too much time with those. what about the gags that are like the opposite ones like i've seen gags that are have like a dildo on the outside of it and like the person can actually sit on your face and like what about those kind of gags and i've, I've seen those too and it's such a rare thing i think to see because when you think of doms most of the time they themselves are tops not all the time, but a lot of times, I mean, you're going to find the dom- the dominant one is usually the top as well. So there's a few out there that are verse or verse top where they, they can enjoy bottoming. Um, from the doms that I've experienced, most of them aren't even thinking about any kind of penetration on their part. So that would be the last thing they've tried. I have done face sitting where someone has sat on my face before and it, it's okay. Um, it's, I mean... I would be willing to try it. It's just, I don't think it would be my first choice of a gag, I think. (laughs) But that's exploration. (laughs) That's something I'd be willing to try. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I see from your IG page that you were wrapped in like like mummified in saran wrap. Like, Mm -hmm. was that like really sweaty after a while? Uh, It was sweaty. However, for some, I think... I don't, I I don't know what it is. I'm pretty decent when it comes to my heat level, my heat tolerance and my sweat level. Um, If anything, I get cold a lot easier than anything. So if I can have a little extra warmth, I don't really mind that much. Um, When I was mummified, I think most recently, um, I think it's a picture of me on a bed mummified, but I can't remember, but that was a really, really good friend of mine. Um, I was mummified for a few hours, I think. And we did a bunch of like a photo shoot, a bunch of videos, a bunch of different positions and things like that. But I was just mummified um, with saran wrap underneath it. And it was fun. And I was I was okay after a while. 
excuse me, I did get a little bored more than overheating. So, but in terms of heat, I, I never had an issue with it. And I've done um, rubber before. I've worn a rubber kind of gimpy gimp suit. Um, I don't know if gimp's the right word, but a rubber suit. And I wore it for about five to six hours, seven hours maybe. Um, and I was very commended. That was my first time. And I was I was commended by my friend. Um, he's a very popular dom here in Houston. And he was like, that's kind of hard to do, especially for your first time, just because you do sweat a lot. And I did sweat, but I didn't find it uh, unenjoyable or, or hard to manage or anything. Um, so I, I think I'm pretty good with my tolerance of sweat. And usually, I mean, when I was mummified, it's usually erotic too. So if I'm turned on, I think that kind of takes away from it as well, which I think can help. But um, yeah, I don't mind the sweat, I think. <laughs> um, how how was the straight jacket though? Like, what was that uncomfortable? Was that too tight? No, it's it's actually the complete opposite. It is so comfortable. And so for me, uh, it is so comfortable and so snug. And I can't even just, because like, I could imagine it being too tight if you if you maybe win an extra notch. And it's been forever since I've been in a straight jacket, but um, yeah. I've been in that kind of uh, the fabric material, and I've been in a leather one, and um, both were really nice. Both were really enjoyable. I had no issues with them, and it's it adds a layer to the subspace where kind of like a comfortable hug where you're able to rest. So. There are some ties particular that will cause discomfort um, and cause you to lose circulation kind of issues. Um, straight jacket is not one of them that I've experienced. And I really enjoy the aspect of a straight jacket because it's mm -hmm. going to be really hard for you to, to, to feel any kind of discomfort with that, but still be restrained, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw from some of your content on ig that in some um posts you have videos of you in bondage but someone is using a vibrator on you like how how long were you able to last with them using that like did you like break easily or do they have to really try to really get you going with it it depends because i'm pretty when i so for like for any kind of edging or jerking off i'm very I, I am familiar with edging and I love edging and I can go, I think for a while. Um, I think when bondage is involved, I last not as long. And usually when I end up coming, it is by accident <laughs> more than anything. Um, there's a few times where I've been able to kind of um, get to get close. And then the Dom decides, okay, I'm ready for you to come. So they, they decide to keep going. Those are always so much fun. I think I can go, a decent while but I remember I was with my friend and he did the vibrator edging and he was irritated that I was lasting too long so he he uses a vibrator on himself and he was trying to use it on me and he was he was shocked at how long I was lasting so I think it really depends on what the scene looks like, how the scene was going, the time I last a long time, that was my friend and we were doing it kind of for a content creation kind of, you know, aspect. Um, so that kind of, I think, swapped the layer of the dynamic. So I wasn't, it wasn't, it was 
horniness without being super, or it was erotic without being super horny. Um, and I think that changes things. Um, but I think normally I can last a, a decent amount of time. At least I could get an hour or two, as long as it's going the proper, you know, getting close and actually stopping and maybe taking a break. Like I, as long as breaks are included, then I think I can last a pretty good while, but I love a vibrator. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds interesting. Um, so I, I see with one of your, um, because I, I've also seen your IG profile. Um, I, I see in one of them, in one of your earlier ones, you were like pig tied with zip ties. Yes. Yes. I like think how, how, how are the zip ties? Um, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, they look uncomfortable. That's why I was asking. Uncomfortable. Um, they are not fun. Um, and they're very easy. That's the thing that, like I mentioned, is very easy to lose circulation with the zip ties. Um, ironically, that same friend that I, I've been mentioning, uh, my last birthday, um, we, we had just met but, uh, recently before that, but for my birthday last year, he got me like four rolls of duct tape and a huge bag of zip ties. And he was like, hopefully you'll find some use for this. Um, I still haven't used them a year later. I still haven't used them. Um, but I think zip ties can be okay, just not for a long term. And you also have to make sure that your wrists are the right way. You have to make sure that they're not too tight because your wrists and your hands, they will go numb very quickly. So that's kind of an issue that comes with zip ties that makes it a little uncomfortable. Um, that one, I think it was the hog tie one. That was something completely new. And he was a very, he was someone willing to tie me up, but I wouldn't call him kind of a, like a, a kinkster dom person. Um, he was just kind of more into the fantasy of the submission, I think. So he wasn't super familiar, I think on that end, but he, and he wasn't looking out for things like, um, like circulation or, or cold hands or anything. Um, but it was during a summer day. It was like August. I was on, I think what hurt more was the concrete that I was on. So I was, that was my back porch at the time. And it was like a gravelly kind of gritty concrete and it was hot and it burned <laughs> and it was not the most erotic. Um, but I will, I mean, happy to try happy. I mean, as a letter, I think maybe a little bit of raunch a little bit and that sweat was kind of steamy in its own way, but no, it was, it was so uncomfortable. And my, my back, I, I was all, imagine. And I, yeah, I had the zip tie kind of, uh, marks afterwards and there was so and I don't think you can see it in that picture my balls were zip tied too so he had added a zip tie around my my balls and oh my god that's <laughs> all going them, a little too far I think <laughs> I know all of them had to be cut off and, and with scissors so scissors were getting very close to very important areas so it was very it was, it was nerve-wracking uh I I, I I I just can't. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh God! What what would make someone put zip ties around your? Ball? I know. I think he was thinking. Oh, I've worn a cock ring before, so I'm familiar with what that feels like. This will be the exact same. I'm like, I don't, I don't but, know. But a cock ring is different from a. <laughs> like it's even different from rope. Why? I mean, like I can understand a cock ring. I can understand rope. I can, but like zip tie. I, I can't. I can't fathom that. 
I know. <laughs> but we got it off. We got it off and there were no cuts or marks or anything. So we were good. Okay, yeah, that's... <sighs> like, did it take a while for your circulation to get back into them or something? No, surprisingly, no. I mean, it was... We actually... With that specific tie, I think we transitioned. I had a tree in my backyard too. So I think I was tied up to the tree immediately after. So we we just kept it moving. Oh, uh, that's yeah, I, I never that's a new one I heard before. I never heard that before. <laughs> uh, I was uh, now I had a I'm my I I was <laughs> I was much more willing to try a lot of things at that point. Yeah, I'm I'm even leery about zip ties around my big toes, let alone around my balls. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, yeah. Um, so I I know you're mostly a sub, but have you ever tied anyone up as a dom? I have. Um, I would say very poorly. So I've had several, and I've had plenty of people ask me too. And I usually try to let them down easy and say, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing um, when it comes to tying people up. Um, I am very familiar with rope and duct tape. I think those are my most common. Um, I know how to duct tape because that's pretty easy, um, but I don't know a thing about rope. So I love the way it looks and I love the way it feels, but I could never do it to someone else. So I very much commend any riggers or anyone who uses rope uh, who can, who is familiar with how to do the knots and everything. Um, I have tied up a few people um, very simply and I've tied up a few people who are a little bit more vanilla. There was one person in college I did end up doing a, um, like a kidnapped kind of role play with. So I had a friend of mine who was, and he was, we were both in a fraternity in my, when I was in college and um, he was willing to, I, I just asked him, he said he was willing. There was this other boy that was wanting to be kidnapped and he was talking a big game, said how much he, he wanted to do it. And I was like, honestly, let's give it a try. Let's see what that's like. So I remember we, we kidnapped him from a park and then we tied him up in the back of a car and then took him to back to my friend's apartment and then walked him in. And he had said that he wanted to be in a dog cage. And my friend had a big, a really big dog cage. And I said, oh, okay. I mean, if you're sure. So we put him in the dog cage. He was tied. And then um, very soon after he alerts and I, I take the gag off and he alerts and he's like, I don't think this is what I wanted. And I'm like, okay, done, say less. So took him out and um, I drove him back to his car and he was very nice. Um, and then he messaged me a day or so or two later uh, about how he was sorry, how he apologized. And, and he was like, I would like to try it again, just maybe not the dog cage or try you tying me up or something just you know, without the other things. And we never did, we never tried anything again, um, but that was, I mean, that's something that stands out in my mind. And I felt horrible. I felt so bad because here I am a, like a 20 year old trying to tie up and do something that I'm not familiar with. I was very out of my element. And I think that was probably irresponsible of myself. Uh, but 
I was just trying to go along with what he wanted and um, try to do my part. But yeah, he he said he didn't enjoy it and he wanted to try simpler things. I was like, that is completely fine. That's completely normal. But yeah, we, we never tried again. That's one of my few times that I actually tied someone else up. Um, I haven't had the chance to tie up friends or anything, but I'm very limited with my, my doming experience. I am very far from a dom. I am very submissive. So it's very hard for me to try and get into the even the headspace of being dominant. I don't think that's something that I'm good at. So it's funny to me when people when people expect that from me and they expect me to kind of be the, the rough personality of a dom because I'm very much the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, versus someone like me who's a switch who I can be interchangeable no matter what. Um, Which is so interesting. It's just so funny how some people can turn it off and turn it on, and then some well, people can't switch. Yeah. Yeah, with me, it depends on the person. Like, I can't be a dumb for like a really older guy. Like, I, I, okay. I can only see myself being a sub. Like, if I have to dom an older guy, uh, it, it's awkward for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, especially because of that whole like daddy aspect, you know? Right. Of course. Um, of course. So, so have you ever been like with your bondage stuff? Like, has it only just been you in bondage or have you done like group or pair bondages? I would love to do something kind of group oriented. Um, I've but you seen, haven't in the past. I, the only thing I've done is this rigger who came to my, who came to my college town and he was from out of town. This is, he, he was, uh, I think a, a rope, he, his family did rope manufacturing and he was a rigger, which I thought was so ironic. I thought that was so funny. Um, so he had a lot of rope at his disposal and the, he, he like, whenever he travels, he likes to be able to tie up as many people as possible. So he asked, do you mind if I bring, have someone else come for like a session at the same time? And I said, honestly, sure. So I am hogtied on his couch and then this other uh, person walks in and they just see, you know, a 19 year old tied up on a couch. <laughs> and and um, that was the only time he ended up getting tied up too. So we're both tied up at the same time. And he would kind of, the Dom would kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, I had a time frame at that point, so I had to leave. So he kind of focused on me a little bit more, but um, that is the only time I've ever been tied up with somebody else but it wasn't like a group scenario like it wasn't like group play it was just like two sessions going on at the two different sessions going on at the same time um but i've seen plenty of group play with bondage i think they're so exciting i'd love to try one yeah definitely um so another story that well not another story but another question that i have is um since you've done a lot of like in-person bondage play like do like does seeing it online do anything for you anymore knowing that you've done that live in person it does it, it still does too much for me actually like it's it's primarily the only thing i look for when it comes to porn so i still love bondage porn um so much i'm not i'm i'm gay i'm not bisexual so i have even I love bondage so much I've been able to drift into straight porn to kind of see other more videos of bondage I guess I'd say um and it's fun seeing 
different types of doms. So straight doms are, are different than I think some of the, like a leather scene dom, like it's two different scenes, um, but it's still, it can be very hot to see. So I have no issues when it comes to watching bondage porn. Um, and I, I still love to watch it um, whenever, you know, I'm looking for something. That's kind of the first thing I look for, I think is bondage. Bondage or BDSM are my, I think top two categories. Yeah, because the the reason why I asked that was because I, I've had one or two people tell me that, like they they used to love like online play and stuff like that, but like after doing like a few in person sessions, they say the online play it doesn't do it for them anymore. And see with online, so video watching a video for me versus doing some sort of cam or or video call kind of thing. I've never been able to do a video call kind of dom sub thing. Um, yeah. I've, I have tried, but I've never enjoyed it. And I've never been able to kind of pull it off. Um, and I've tried several different, I've done a hypnosis. I've done, I, I did wedgies when I was, when I was younger, I did um, a gags and moaning. I did a self bondage hog. Like none of them were fun. I didn't enjoy it. If there wasn't a, a actual person that was there, then it wasn't bondage. Wasn't as fun for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I, I know I, I've tried self bondage in the past, and to me, it's very difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. I, it's. I mean, I think I really I love bondage, but I think I like it in the context of a dom sub. I think that's kind of the the tying factor for me. Um, having someone there to kind of help. I've seen people do. I have a a, a person I know who does bondage stuff, bondage content, and he lives in Oregon now, but he does a lot of content creation. That's just himself tying himself up and people love it and he loves it. And I'm, I applaud that. Um, I think he does it more from a content creation standpoint. So he's able to get bondage content kind of posted and things like that and promoted, but um, it just seems so complicated and so hard to do. And he told me a story about getting stuck one time how much he panicked when he was stuck in a like a hog tie or something and he couldn't get out so he he was able to eventually get out but he said i i he panicked for a, a good 20 minutes trying to struggle to get out of it as i would too <laughs> oh oh yes as someone who has done that in the past self-bondage uh, i i got stuck in some of the weirdest moments like there were moments where i'd be at home alone um when i lived with my parents <laughs> And they'd like come home and they say, you know, hey, we were back. And I'm like, oh, shit, I have to quickly like, you know, like, like they're expecting me to yell down to them. And I'm like, you know, I, I tied, I wrap myself up in tape. I put something in my mouth. So I'm like, oh, shit, I have to quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. when I was uh, when I was in high school and I was doing the kind of I was doing a little bit more like I mentioned the tying my legs and blindfolding. I think I, I had that bandana and I, I gagged myself, but I double knotted the bandana. And I think my plan was to go to sleep gagged, but I double knotted it and then I couldn't get it off. So I had to go down at like midnight while my parents were still watching TV. And I had to say, can you undo this? And they, they didn't really ask questions, but I don't think it was in their mind what was going on, but I had to go downstairs because I was, and I, I was freaking out. I was so young. I was panicking and I was like, I'm going to have to go to school and this is still going to be on there. I don't know what to do. And I just could not for the life of me get it undone. 
but and I didn't want to cut it either because it meant too much to me <laughs> so I wasn't willing to like cut it off either but yeah that's definitely a scarier moment <laughs> <laughs> having anyone else get involved especially family I mean that's terrifying yeah because as gangsters we try to separate our vanilla life from our pinky life and it's you know when, whenever those two combine it's bad <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I can only imagine how distressing that would be. That's uh, the right word. Yeah, it's very distressing. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, well, uh, anyway, I think that will be it for this um, episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I no do. I, I found your, I found your stories interesting. Some of them made me think too. I was like, wait, what did what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm glad I could be very thought-provoking for you. Oh, you you were more than thought-provoking. Let's just <laughs> say that. <laughs> thank you. It was I was very pleased to come on. I really appreciate you having me on. Yes, um, that'll be it for this episode of the Bisexual Fetishist. Until next time. <laughs>